Hello, this is Tony Barini, and I today am uh, have the distinct honor in the podcast series of What Leaders Say. I have uh, Congressman Joe Wilson. He represents the second district, which basically is from Aiken all the way to Columbia and the I-20 corridor, if you will. But I'll let him explain that. But uh, again, the purpose of today with our listening audience, which has been really, really amazing how it continues to grow, grow, grow. Uh, but basically, we're going to let Joe share basically a little bit about his background and what are the things, what's the words of wisdom he would like to pass on to the next generation of, of people that want to try to, to contribute and give back. So with no further ado, Joe, I'm going to open it up to you. Thank you very much for your time. Well, Tony, this is my honor to be with you, and I appreciate so much the efforts that you make to encourage young people to succeed, uh, to show leadership, uh, to be involved in the community. Yes, sir. Well, I think, and I think what what I've known of you and what I admire about you, Joe, is you're you're really in. You're a giver. You try to make the lives of others better. And part all this this series of what leaders say is really about trying to give back to help the next generation of people. Because, Lord knows, uh, you know, right now in our society, it is about trying to make the next generation of people better. And, and I found out that being involved, uh, I've been involved all my life. It, it really started uh, very early, and I give credit to my mother. Uh, she was a uh, poll worker in the Democratic primary, can you imagine, uh, in the uh, 1950s. And so I had the very uh, high op- honor of being pop runner. I would be there, uh, this was prior to air conditioning, and so I would be there during the uh, primary being conducted the first Tuesday in June, and uh, what we would do is uh, provide for uh, getting Coca-Colas for the poll workers at uh, at uh, Murray Vacational School, uh, Charleston Ward 2. And uh, by being there at the polls, it really inspired me. That ca- at that time, uh, the tradition was for candidates to come by and uh, shake hands and thank people for voting. And so I, I just was really impressed uh, by the um, candidates that I met. And so then I became uh, involved uh, in uh, organizing uh, teenagers to be at polling locations to pass out uh, material. Uh, And then from that, though, uh, beginning in 1962, uh, with the development of the modern Republican Party, I was really grateful to be involved uh, my whole life to see the Republican Party uh, in South Carolina go from zero uh, to uh, actually the majority status it is today. And and, and, uh, that also relates back uh, to Charleston. Uh, Our uh, family was recruited uh, to the uh, Republican Party by Julia Ravenel Doherty, and then uh, a person who was instrumental in my life uh, is the f- uh, former Governor Jim Edwards. And so uh, when I was in high school, at the high school at Charleston, I would go by Dr. Edwards' uh, office and uh, pick up Goldwater material, and from there I then developed uh, teenage Republican clubs throughout the Low Country, all the way to Walterboro. Uh, and so it was um, a-, a time for me to become active uh, in the political process, and uh, and it was just exciting to me to to see again the development of the modern Republican Party, and uh, and now today, as you mentioned, I represent Aiken. That's where the modern Republican Party started in South Carolina in the 1950s. Uh, there was with the Savannah River site um, overnight, uh, nearly 10,000 chemists, engineers, and physicists moved to uh, Aiken County, and uh, they at that time uh, had come from the uh, Northeast Midwest, and they asked where the Republican Party was, and the people were very nice about it. Uh, they said, "Well, actually, uh, you should be aware the Republican Party left with the Union troops in 1876." And so, but they started running local candidates there, 
uh, and uh, in uh, Aiken County. So I love to give credit to them that uh, beginning in the 50s, uh, and then with the Goldwater movement, the Republican Party spread to Charleston, Columbia, Greenville, and then with the election uh, and campaign of Ronald Reagan, uh, it spread uh, to all 46 counties. And so, and then from that, I'm really grateful I was uh, present when, with uh, uh, Speaker David Wilkins, who was the first Republican speaker uh, from a southern state uh, in the 20th century in 1991. Uh, what a gentleman he uh, is. And then I was president uh, in 2001. I was in the state senate. I served 17 years in the state senate from Lexington County in uh, perfect attendance. I really enjoy public service and being there. Uh, but I was there in 2001 when the Republicans uh, gained a majority uh, in the state senate of South Carolina. And then I obviously campaigned for Republican candidates uh, over the years. And uh, an achievement in 2010 was that uh, every statewide official now is a Republican. Uh, and uh, obviously with both U.S. senators and uh, all um, constitutional officers. How long have you been at, at Congress? Uh, I, was, I was elected in a special election uh, December the 18th, 2001. Okay. And uh, my predecessor, the late Congressman Floyd Spence, I'd been his campaign manager six times. I, uh, he had been chairman of the Armed Services Committee, just a wonderful gentleman. Uh, he passed away August 16, uh, 2001, and then I ran in a special uh, primary on October 30, uh, with five candidates, and then I ran in a general election December the 18th, and then that night from the uh, Sheridan Hotel in Columbia, we had two busloads of people, many of them didn't plan on getting on the bus, uh, who had come to the Victory Party, and they ended up the next morning in Washington, D.C., and I was sworn in around noon uh, that uh, day on December the 19th. Wow. How's it been the last 19, well, you're, you're right, 19 years. Yes, well, yes. Almost 19 years. Yes. How, how has that been for you? Well, it, it's been inspiring. The people are what's inspiring, Tony. Okay, I, um, the constituents I represent, I, uh, I'm just so uh, inspired uh, by their uh, uh, dedication to our country, uh, to um, a positive attitude. Uh, I have a, uh, a real belief in positive attitude and uh, also, I have another uh, view, and that is that you can be against things as a, con a constitutional conservative, uh, but you should also be for things and always have a, uh, a limited government expanded freedom alternative. That, that is the uh, guideline that I use uh, in, in service, and that's why I'm, I'm really grateful um, to have seen the, uh, my service uh, in representing um, South Carolina, it, it's uh, indeed you said the district. It's uh, the I-20 corridor. Yeah, I represent um, uh, portions of Richland County, and then all of Lexington, all of a Aiken, all of Barnwell, and portions of Western uh, Orangeburg. So it's a very compact district. Now, initially, I was spoiled, being a uh, son of the uh, and native of the Holy City. I uh, was really grateful initially to also represent uh, Beaufort County, Hilton Head, and so and uh, and Jasper and uh, Allendale and Hampton. And so uh, I, I really just have a great affinity uh, for the uh, low country. And I would like to point out that when I arrive in the low country, I am inspired uh, by the aroma of pluff mud. <laughs> so you grew, up in, you grew up in Charleston. Yes, grew up in the Holy City. And uh, I was really grateful uh, to go to the uh, downtown schools. And um, it was uh, a wonderful time uh, to be in, in Charleston at the time. It was before it was discovered. Uh, the... Um, the, the situation was so many of the uh, homes actually had peeling paint. Uh, you wouldn't realize that um, 
people really the only thing they owned were their homes, but That's they right. were very proud. And then I love to point out, I um, have met uh, with um, Boris Johnson. Uh, I've uh, had the opportunity to meet. Uh, I'm the co-chair of the UK caucus, and so I am really grateful that I uh, love to point out to members of the British Parliament when they come by that I grew up in the most British city in North America, and their eyes get real big. And I say, of course, it's Charleston, South Carolina. That's right. You built it in 1670. When you departed, you did not burn it down. Uh, it then survived four years of siege and the American Civil War. And then for 100 years, there was no Marshall Plan, and so there was really no recovery. And so, But the unintended consequence is that um, the beautiful, elegant homes of the 1720s and 30s were mothballed due to poverty. Uh, and so now they're still there. And so uh, that's why it's the most British city in North America. Yeah, and we don't have a problem with people now downtown Charleston as far as spending money. The it's a whole different transformation. Well, hey, I, we, we welcome the funds. And, and so, <laughs> hey, and hey, the benefit uh, back in the middle and say we appreciate the growth of the low country and uh, how fortunate our state is, the uh, beautiful uh, developments that we have. Well, let me ask you this. What made you get into politics? It, it was back again, my just, mother, by being at the polling location. Okay. okay. And, uh, and she was a political activist. Uh, she was a troublemaker. Uh, she campaigned for Eisenhower on King Street. Oh, wow. Uh, in 1952. And uh, in fact, when people come by and visit our office, 1436 Longworth House Office Building, I have a mimeographed Eisenhower dollar. And it's very uh, uh, revealing. It doesn't say Republican Party on it, okay? It says South Carolinians for Eisenhower. Uh, uh, it, it was not appropriate to use the word Republican in polite company uh, during the 1950s, even to the 1960s. I remember she and I going to the Coastal Carolina Fair. And we asked where the uh, Republican booth was. And they were polite about it, but they said um, that those people are not allowed at the fair. And so um, I'm sure that she was the one who persisted. She said Nixon. And they said, oh, yeah, the um, uh, South Carolinians for Nixon Lodge. Oh, excuse me, South Carolina Independence for Nixon Lodge. That was the name of the Republican Party. Uh, and uh, it was only with Barry Goldwater that uh, the Republican Party could actually use the word Republican. And then... Uh, and again, I've had the opportunity, uh, Tony, to see the full development of the party. The uh, first Republican elected to the General Assembly in the 20th century was August 1961. And it was Charlie Bueno in Columbia. And it was a fluke. It was a special election. And of course, the Democrats didn't take it seriously that there was a Republican candidate. And so um, we understand, uh, he understood that uh, he was very fortunate and won. And he was also my third cousin. Oh, wow. So, uh, and that was my first visit to the State House. I remember going to the swear again, and people looked at us like we were from a different planet. And, uh, and also, they looked at us like, hey, this too will pass. And, um, but I, again, I'm just grateful uh, that uh, I uh, have seen the um, development of our party in a very positive party, an open party. I was an early supporter of uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, first female governor in 340 years. Yeah. Uh, I'm really proud of her association. Uh, due to my dad's service in India during World War II, I have a great affinity with the uh, Indian American community of South Carolina. And then uh, I was really grateful. Uh, uh, I was the uh, co-chair of the uh, Real Extrom Thurman Committee with somebody who's very famous today, Senator Tim Scott. Oh, and yes. so, so he and I have worked together um, over the years um, uh, when he uh, was in the state house, and then uh, he would—I was thrilled that uh, he was elected uh, to Congress, and then his election to the U.S. Senate. So 
Um, and I, uh, I also have an association uh, with Lindsey Graham. I was the staff judge advocate for the Army National Guard. He was staff judge advocate for the Air National Guard. And so uh, we have worked together for many, many, many years. And I, um, and, and so I've seen uh, really um, phenomenal people. And back again, uh, somebody so important to me again was uh, Governor Jim Edwards and also Congressman Floyd Spence. And I was an intern for uh, Senator Thurman. Uh, and uh, so was my wife. Uh, so was my son, Alan. He was a floor page. Uh, my uh, second son, uh, Addison, was a floor page uh, for Senator Thurman and actually met his, his um, current wife in the U.S. Senate page dorm. Uh, so uh, Ed and Lauren uh, worked, uh, worked with Senator Thurman. Our family is really, um, I'm really grateful that uh, our family has been involved. And our third son, was a uh, page uh, with a, a member of Congress, and then our fourth son was an intern with uh, Senator Jim DeMint. So uh, our, our family has been engaged, but of course I'm uh, so proud, uh, of course, of the Attorney General, Alan Wilson. When he was elected uh, 10 years ago, he was the youngest Attorney General in the United States. Wow. And so, uh, and he was elected on his own, uh, and it was a really tough primary, um, but he ran a very positive campaign, and then um, he was elected and then uh, has been uh, re-elected uh, twice subsequently. Uh, let's see, the uh, second time he was elected, it was quite humbling, uh, in our home county of Lexington. Um, he got um, 56,000 votes, and it hurt my feelings. I got 53,000. <laughs> but, hey, uh, we are now um, doing well. Uh, and uh, just two years ago uh, in the general election, um, we both got 65,000 votes each, except I got plus 500. That's amazing. I, no, you're, well, it's crazy, but, you know, I think you've been a good role model for your kids. Well, no, like, I, hey, hey, it's son. my wife, okay? Oh, you're, yeah, that's no, true. No, hey, she no, is no, an amazing no, Ro person. No, Roxanne is a uh, superstar, and uh, and uh, she uh, really has, uh, with, hey, with the time I've spent in public service, um, she's really um, been there to encourage and uh, and then uh, each one of our sons, I'm so grateful, uh, did serve in the military. Uh, Alan served for a year, uh, field artillery in Iraq uh, with the Army National Guard. Our second son, Addison, was a doctor yes. who served uh, in Iraq uh, at Baghdad. And also my third son, Julian, served uh, with Bright Star in Egypt. And our youngest son uh, served for a year in Afghanistan. And this is a family history. I served 31 years, but it was domestic. But my dad inspired me. He served in the Flying Tigers in India and China wow. during World War II. And so I, um, that gave me a real appreciation of his affection for the people of India and China. And so growing up, I uh, just knew of uh, the talented people of both of those countries. And uh, in particular, I, uh, I'm really grateful that I, uh, when I was elected to Congress, I was uh, chairman of the, or co-chair of the India Caucus. And then Last year was a highlight. I was invited for Indian Independence Day on April, August 15th. And so I was in New Delhi at the very historic Red Fort. I had the premier location previously uh, where the Soviet delegation sat. Well, they've been moved. They're, they're no longer there, and the Russian Federation somewhat to the back. And so anyway, I was uh, right there uh, with the delegation on the front row. And then I was honored to be... Um, on the welcome committee uh, for Prime Minister Modi, Narendra Modi, when he came to Houston for Howdy Modi. Uh, 50,000 people were there, Tony. It was the largest welcome program in the history of the United States. 
uh, with, uh, with President Trump welcoming the Prime Minister and, and to see their relationship. And then uh, I'm really grateful for the President's leadership. Uh, he has uh, changed PACOM, Pacific Command, to be Indo-PACOM. And so this is such a sign of respect uh, to the world's largest democracy working with the oldest democracy. And so the, the President uh, obviously does not get credit. But over and over again, he has taken initiatives around the world that I've seen. Uh, I led the delegation to uh, the opening um, May 14, 2018, for the embassy in Jerusalem. And uh, it uh, was so extraordinary to be there with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, with yeah. Ambassador uh, David Friedman. Uh, and, to, um, uh, and the president um, promises made, promises kept. And people warned him. They said, hey. Uh, even though Congress voted in 1994 that you, uh, to move the embassy, uh, you can't do it. It just would cause such, such um, disturbances. And he said, I made a promise. We're going to do it. Uh, there were disturbances. One day, there are always disturbances on Friday. Uh, and so um, uh, I really appreciate the president's courage. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think what he's done, and it's amazing. You wonder why this was not done sooner. I, I don't understand. Well, no, because experts uh, warned him that it just shouldn't be done. And then it also relates to my uh, uh, Charleston heritage. I love to point out, particularly to people from New York, that uh, at the time of the American Revolution, the largest uh, Jewish population in the New World was in Charleston, South Carolina. The first uh, provincial constitution to recognize Judaism was the province of South Carolina. The first Jewish-American elected official uh, was in the Provincial Assembly of South Carolina. The first Jewish-American patriot killed in the Revolution was in Charleston, South Carolina. And to see the eyes of um, people, particularly from New York, uh, who think they're the center of the world, God bless them, um, they uh, then have a much greater appreciation of, uh, uh, of Charleston and South Carolina. Well, since you've been in politics, I mean, you've been in politics initially, it, what, I'm, what I'm hearing you say is for the our listening audience out there is if they're thinking about getting into politics, volunteer. Oh, get, you, get engaged. It, it's volunteer, but it doesn't have to be just um, a political organization, although it should be. And uh, uh, whether it be uh, teenage Republicans, uh, young Republicans that I was involved with, I'm really grateful. The uh, South Carolina Republican Party created the first youth vice chairmanship uh, before any other political party, uh, and uh, that was in 1972. Uh, but um, get involved. And uh, what I did, I uh, was active uh, in civic organizations in high school in the Key Club. Uh, I learned service uh, was so important. And then uh, I was active in the JCs uh, across South Carolina. I was the state legal counsel. I then was uh, in Rotary, uh, uh, president of the Rotary Club, uh, and uh, so in service above self and, and, and the networking. And then uh, my law partners. Um, uh, sometimes were uh, amused at my activities because I was on the state board of the Lung Association. I was county chairman of the Heart Association. I worked uh, very closely with the Kidney Foundation, and they uh, remarked that if there was a body part, Joe was there promoting it. And so, um, uh, but it, it was uh, learning issues. Uh, president of the Mental Health Association, uh, it has helped me so much uh, in my service uh, to um, to know people and to. Um, uh, appreciate people in the community. Well, at this stage of your career, what are the what are the big takeaways for you? What have you learned about being in politics? What's the what is there any secret success to being successful in well, politics? Well, well, to me, it's it's um, 
associating with uh, good, honest, uh, dedicated people, uh, loyal people, and uh, as a team. And uh, in my law firm, I was really grateful we had a team uh, approach uh, uh, as I started a, a uh, law firm. Uh, then uh, in my state Senate service, 17 years, uh, I uh, was really grateful to work uh, with my fellow Republicans. And hey, and we worked across the aisle. I, uh, uh, one of my favorite pictures when people come by is uh, the late Senator Marshall Williams of Orangeburg. Um, uh, over and over again uh, that uh, uh, Republicans, and, and hey, Republicans and Democrats can work together. I uh, quote a friend of mine, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. She points out that good news has no feet and bad news has wings. And so when we work together, uh, hey, it, it's not newsworthy. It's when we have a disagreement. But then I uh, teamwork uh, with my uh, service uh, as a campaign manager for my predecessor, working the political process and uh, and associating with extraordinary young people who are now very, very successful uh, in law and advertising in the uh, Midlands of South Carolina. And then I, uh, in our office, uh, I'm really grateful to have extraordinary uh, people uh, at our offices in Aiken, uh, Midlands, and Washington. And, uh, and then one of the highest compliments, Tony, is that a number of my staff people have uh, been approached and, uh, and and been uh, hired away. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. that is a compliment. When no, I, hey, yeah. I, don't, I don't take it as negative. Yeah. And and, and I, I do have a requirement that they have to triple their salary. So um, and and that some have, and um, and so uh, it uh, and I love to hear from them like uh, uh, during the Fourth of July to uh, get uh, greetings uh, from uh, all over the country. Uh, from persons who are former staff members who are now quite uh, successful in, in their uh, employment and service. And I think you're exactly right. It, you, know, you don't get, I don't think you get far in life by being an island. No. I think that really the, what you really just, what resonated with me with what you just said is the key to really hiring good people. Yes. Empowering them, let them do their jobs. Yeah. You don't have to micromanage no. and then, you know, let them, let them shine. And and uh, with talented people, and, uh, and I, I've just been so fortunate, and um, they, uh, and, and loyalty is so important, and, and uh, it's loyalty from me, yeah. and and from them. Loyalty is a two-way street. That's it, and and um, by being uh, loyal, they, hey, I, I really appreciate. It. They want the best for me. I I can tell. Right. And uh, and when they give advice, uh, I, uh, I I can tell it's from the heart. It may not be what I want to hear. That's right. Okay. Uh, but um, that's fine. It, uh, they are um, being candid, and they want the best for me, and they understand uh, if I do well, they do well too. That's right. No, you're exactly you're exactly right. It, it's 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 win win. Yes, it's, yes. It's all about win win. A lot of yeah. people are about what have you done for me lately, but at the same time, conversely, what have they done for the organization? Yes. Well, I I just enjoy being part of uh, different teams. Uh, I, I like country caucuses. Uh, again, it's bipartisan, Democrats and Republicans working together uh, to promote uh, positive relationships. I'm the uh, co-chair now of the Israel caucus and um, uh, a country under uh, perpetual um, threat. And, uh, and then uh, I'm grateful uh, I hosted the first uh, breakfast to welcome the ambassador from Korea, again, a, an extraordinary ally of America. Because the ultimate success story of um, uh, free market capitalism uh, over uh, totalitarian uh, communism, and uh, and I'm one of two members of Congress who's actually been to Pyongyang. I've seen it, 
uh, and it was oh a, you have yes yes what is that like it's a Potemkin village uh, everything was staged the, it, it was just horrific there was nothing real and um, the uh, people uh, were actually staged on the street uh, hey uh, really bizarre um, we went to an elegant uh, restaurant on the 40th story of a, a building uh, except when we arrived there were no cars in the parking lot and there were no lights from the first floor to the top floor and the um, uh, there were people in the lobby uh, in shops uh, and uh, and then there were people in the restaurant but there was nobody in between it was hey they were, they were uh, part of the elite okay and uh, the ultimate elite and uh, and then you contrast that to South Korea and golly it's so impressing uh, impressive uh, you see a forest of uh, 40 and 50 story condominiums with um, golf driving ranges on top and, and tennis courts and um, and then you realize uh, South Korea, in 1960, the per capita income was $100. Uh, we had just uh, recognized the 70th anniversary of the, of the beginning, sadly, of, uh, and I made a speech on this to commend the people of Korea and our allies. But uh, when the Korean War was concluded, the entire country was in ash. Uh, today, uh, it's now one of the wealthiest countries on earth. And, then, and we've certainly benefited in the Midlands of South Carolina. I work very closely with the Korean American community. They uh, are very dynamic. It's interesting. I know, yeah, the, uh, you're right. The Koreans have done very well. They, and uh, across the country, it, it's uh, our country and then their country. And, uh, and, and sadly, uh, they live under uh, an extraordinary threat of the um, incredibly um, bizarre Kim Jong un. Uh, and uh, and uh, a, a dictatorship actually established by Joseph Stalin. Uh, the original uh, Kim was um, selected in Moscow uh, to come and rule the uh, country, and uh, and so it's a hey, it, it's it, it's a communist uh, monarchy. I mean, just inconceivable. But hey, uh, but I look at the positive, and that is the alliance we have with South Korea and the phenomenal progress of that country. It is. And I, the other thing, too, I want to point out to our listening audience is the importance of, well, without you saying it, what I'm resonating with me right now is the importance of travel and seeing the vast world that we live in. Yeah. It, 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 I've, I've, I've had so many wonderful opportunities. And the very first time I went to Europe uh, was uh, June the 9th, 1990. I uh, went to be an election observer in uh, Bulgaria, the first free elections, and I was sent by the International Republican Institute. And it was just a dream come true to me. Uh, to see uh, that country come to life. When right. I got when I got there, Tony, it was like dropping back to the 1930s. Right. Uh, it was pathetic. Uh, things weren't even real. Uh, the cars, the only uh, way I could recognize the service station looked like an outhouse with a pump out front. And the only way I knew it was a service station because there were a line of cars about a mile long. And then I realized those weren't really cars. They were East German Trabants and Russian Ladas. They were two-stroke motorcycle engines with a plastic cover. And so then, in the meantime, I uh, have worked very closely uh, as the uh, co-chair of the Bulgaria Caucus. I go back every two or three years. I was, um, uh, three years ago, on my birthday, with Prime Minister Boris, Bor uh, Boris Borisov uh, in, uh, his, uh, pr in the Prime Minister's office. And now, uh, Bulgaria is very vibrant. Uh, the, um, uh, it, it's just um, uh, virtually indistinguishable from... Uh, uh, Western Europe. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I'm, uh, the uh, at, initially when I was there, and I wasn't being critical, but every sign was in Cyrillic, and uh, and then it was misleading. Before I went, Tony, I uh, everything I read is that the people of Bulgaria 
liked living in the Soviet Empire, that they not only wanted to be a, uh, a satellite of the Warsaw Pact, they wanted to be a Soviet Republic because of Pan-Slavism. When I got there, not one person felt that way. Um, and so, and indeed, they have, a, they have really um, uh, adapted to uh, free market capitalism. And gosh, uh, I, I urge people, the beautiful resorts they have on the Black Sea, uh, uh, St. Vlas, uh, Sunny Beach, uh, yeah. uh, Varna, um, just extraordinary um, uh, beaches. And, and, and then uh, I identified from South Carolina, the capital to the middle of the beaches to the front, beautiful mountains. I've been uh, to... Uh, the uh, beautiful uh, to Daspot, to the beautiful uh, mountains of um, of uh, Bulgaria and the ski resorts. Uh, who would, and and, uh, and it's it's really um, it's so inspiring. To, uh, and and that's to me the victory in the Cold War uh, was one of the uh, highlights of uh, my life. And of course, I give all credit to President Ronald Reagan, yep. to Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, to Pope John Paul II, uh, and um, it's uh, and then hey. And another hero, uh, Lech Valenza, I, I was really grateful to meet with him. And then uh, this year, I had the opportunity, uh, again, in a bipartisan way, I was the only Republican on Codel Pelosi um, to uh, Krakow, Poland. It was uh, sadly the uh, 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz and Birkenau. Mm. The horror of seeing that. Uh, but to see uh, Poland come to life, I've met with uh, President Duda of uh, Poland, and um, this is a country that um, had in the uh, 18th century a very brief period of democracy, and then after that, uh, they were divided and subdivided, and then uh, beginning on September 1, 1939, the Nazis, uh, the uh, Soviet Nazi pact, um, the uh, the Nazis came in uh, from the uh, uh, east, and then uh, in from the west, came um, the uh, Soviets and to divide the country. Uh, but uh, what a success story, Tony. They now have had 25 years of uninterrupted economic growth as a free market capitalist country as opposed to a subservient communist country. Wow, that's amazing. We're at uh, 30 minutes, and what I want to do is here, the last thing is, is um, what, what's your opinion of uh, the future. What does the future look like for you, and what's the future look for, like for the state of South Carolina and, and for the United States of America? What's well, I, I, I'm an optimist, and I um, uh, America has been through uh, trials and tribulations uh, over and over. Uh, I uh, and so I uh, I believe in the uh, American people. I, uh, I, I I I truly believe that the American people understand that uh, limited government uh, expands freedom. Uh, and uh, and it, I, I wish everybody understood that, and I may be talking about 51%, but whatever it is, uh, a majority of the American people understand that by limiting the size of government, by uh, uh, also following the laws that we have, I think it's just so critically important. Every time, um, uh, and I, I, I learned this uh, as a uh, law clerk to uh, former uh, state senator Floyd Spence, uh, as, as I would talk with him when uh, I was a law clerk with him, uh, and I would mention we need this law, that law, another law, he taught me a really big lesson. Joe, we already have those laws. Enforce the ones we have. And so, and, and indeed, uh, Amen. I, I used that um, principle uh, when I was uh, elected to the uh, state senate that uh, we could refine the laws, but generally, uh, almost always, there was a uh, law from some time in history uh, to address whatever the issues are. And so, and that's the same principle I use now. And and then 
I'm really grateful uh, in the uh, Congress to be uh, a senior member of the Armed Services Committee, uh, promoting peace through strength, and, and what President Trump has done, um, particularly to uh, revive our military, uh, to really put in check uh, the uh, Russian Federation by putting American troops in Poland, by providing the Javelin missiles to Ukraine. It took courage. Yeah, it did. And, and he, but he did it. And then to challenge uh, China uh, as they have, uh, and now uh, they've taken away the freedoms and liberty of the people of Hong Kong, but um, they've also challenged uh, India, as we saw deaths just in the past couple of weeks uh, on the border with India and China. And then I've been to Vietnam twice. And uh, it's really ironic. Uh, who would ever imagine, Tony, to uh, be there and, um, uh, and find out the love and affection for the American people uh, by the people of Vietnam? It's half that they uh, respect the American military, but the other is that they um, don't want to be absorbed by China. And, and uh, when people come and visit my office, the memento I have is a 787 Dreamliner, uh, which I bought at the Hanoi uh, International Airport gift shop. And it, uh, and it says Vietnam Airlines, and I pointed out to the lady there, I said, hey, this plane is made in Charleston, South Carolina. We'd like for you to buy more of them. <laughs> They're just $160 million each. <laughs> but in my lifetime, uh, to go from uh, war yeah. to becoming uh, a virtual ally, uh, and so that's why I'm an optimist and um, not a blind optimist. We have serious problems, um, the uh, threat of Iran at all times and international terrorism, and uh, but I'm just confident the American people can face this. And, uh, and also, I'm, I'm so excited, I, uh, Jobs, to see what South Carolina has done. Uh, Michelin Corporation is in the district I represent. It was recruited by Governor Jim Edwards. I was there for the groundbreaking, which is now the largest Michelin investment in the world. And then I was with Governor Carol Campbell in uh, Spartanburg for the groundbreaking for BMW. Oh, yeah. People laughed at that time, Tony. Can you believe? And they said That's they're going to have to change the name of Bavarian Motor Works to Bubba Motor Works. <laughs> And, and now uh, I put in the congressional record last week that 5 million BMWs have been produced in that facility. That's amazing. And then to be uh, present and work with uh, Governor Haley uh, for the, and uh, Senator Scott and Senator Graham and Attorney General Wilson and also Congressman Trey Gowdy to make sure that uh, the Boeing facility uh, could um, be as successful as it is. And the ripple effect is there are many suppliers in the district I represent with Zeus and AGY and um, uh, different uh, companies, um, Prismium Corporation, um, jobs are created all over South Carolina. So I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm an optimist. Well, I want to say thank you so much. appreciate your words of wisdom. I appreciate you sharing your background. This is awesome. Well, no, Tony, I appreciate you and what you do. Uh, again, encouraging young people to be the best they can be. Yes, sir. That's what it's all about. Well, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Best wishes to you. Bye.